I, um, I think I write because I am compelled to, and I don't necessarily want to share it with others, but I found it's beneficial in the process and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept journals as a child and I was always a like fastidious note taker. Um, I do remember when I, I wrote my very first book as a child, one of those school assignments, really flimsy uh, little book. Um, it was very simple, um, but even just that small creativity as a child gave me encouragement to know that I wanted to write a book someday. Um, back in the day of uh, MySpace, I actually had a Zanga page mm-hmm. uh, and that was just like an online diary. Um, at one point I did decide that my writing was dumb and that I could not do it. I was like, this is stupid. Who writes books? What do you have to say, Alicia? <laughs> like this, no, you, you know, you can't. And I did um, burn all my old like childhood journals. I'm definitely melodramatic. I was like, it's garbage. I don't want anyone to ever see this. <sighs> um, but I think that might've been after my first assault too. And so at that point I was just like trying to comply and, um, just like be the right, whatever my version of the right person was, I guess, Mm -hmm. at that time. Um, But right now I'm disseminating my book. I have finished my first novel and I'm distributing it almost in its entirety on my blog, um, chapter by chapter. Um, I'm not including the first chapter or the last chapter chapter, or a few like juicy tidbits um, for my own pleasure because I don't want everybody to view it all on the blog. <laughs> so with all that, what is your novel about? Is it really just the chapter of your life or is it something completely different? Um, the book is about a girl named Mildred. Um, it's called The Fool, Not About mm-hmm. Love. Um, it's I can read you the um, prologue if you're interested. Um, so, well, I'll read you the back cover, I guess, first. Um, it's the first in a three-book series um, from Mildred Stories. It's a tale of a girl with too many concussions, bumbling through the world, who became a woman while on the run from herself. Whom does she search for? Well, her big love story, of course. She was overcome by rhythm and note. Mildred caught herself humming along to a tune she hadn't intended to linger alongside. She settled for the bits she gleaned from others, naming that love. What does a woman do when merely nothing happens to her? Do the shining glimmers we get from others count? If we add them all together, do the fragments equate to love in their entirety? Is love enough? Does it matter even? Mildred's story was never about love. I like that. I like that. That gives me like so much inquiries about Mildred (laughs) and about like that concept of love as a whole as well so right really good so what made you want to write a story or write a book um I I knew that the first after the first time I was um assaulted that I would write a book about it I was only uh 19 at the time And it took me a long time to even just like function past that, let alone be able to like verbalize it and then write it down. Um, So it's been a very long journey. Um, But I, 
I thought I was writing this novel for me to heal, or I guess, sorry, I guess I thought I was writing this novel for my son initially to um, like explain how he came to be sort of, but it turned uh, into a novel for me and a novel for healing. And it's been so powerful for myself to look back at where I've come because it is a fictional novel, but it is mostly based upon true events. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I was actually gonna actually ask you that question was, is this your way of healing? Of Because uh, you mentioned twice the assault. I'm not going to get into details of that now, but later on. But it's more of a, a lot of people find that outlet. And you really turned, I guess, a victim into a survivor, which I'm very proud of you because it takes a lot of courage to do that. And um, to have an outlet on throwing all your ideas, throwing all everything you've experienced into a book uh, based around uh, the concept of love um, because it's, I have not been assaulted, but being an assault victim yourself, you could really attest to it saying, once that happens, who do you trust um, when people say so on and so forth? Oh, yes, I love you. Or what is love? Is this really love? Can I be loved after something like this has happened to me? So hopefully your book dives into that. Yes, and you bring up a, a good topic that my book covers specifically, which is, I think, purity culture and how detrimental that can be to people in general, specifically young women, because I think it's pressing upon them the most. And I think that would be who my book is for. You know, it's for like 13-year-old me, and it's, um, it's a little warning about all the things not to do. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, what, what, what is love? You know, anyways, we all, even if you're not an assault victim, you uh, struggle with that. Um, and for a long time, I did have a victim mentality. And this book is part of me changing that narrative for myself um, to a survivor narrative and I think words are so powerful and mm. it's so important to be intentional about how we speak about ourselves, how we speak about our friends, how we speak about everyone um, because what we're saying um, we're enacting into our lives whether we realize it or not. So, I like that. I really do like that. So with that being said, do you find peace when you're writing or even reading back on things that you wrote either in the past or like ideas that you write down yeah i it's very validating for me um i think i once i learned what gaslighting was i was like oh i think i'm gaslighting myself and mm. i i think i talk myself out of things or i invalidate myself a lot or i let other people's you know narrative to get in my brain i let it let it do so to me but either way um you know sorry i lost my train of thought there it's okay. <laughs> <Go away. laughs> um sorry ask me can you try to ask me again <laughs> oh no i remember okay, okay. yes yep. um because so there are parts in the book that were very hard for me to um write about and i think that's where i was where i had like the whole entire book done except for this one section and i and i i knew what it was going to be and i knew what it was going to have to be 
to go through it. So that part for me hasn't been really, I don't think that's cathartic. I don't think that um, like CBT therapy works for everyone mm -hmm. uh, or like re-immersion therapy. Um, but the actual process of like retelling my story to myself has helped me so imperatively because I think I didn't touch certain parts of my life in my head. Like I was just mm -hmm. like that, we're not gonna, we're gonna put that away. And I thought that was keeping me safe. And for a while, I think it did. Um, but ultimately I had to acknowledge those parts about myself to heal. And so, and also once I looked in there, I was like, you know, it's it's kind of cruddy, but it's not that bad. So it, it was very, if that was relieving for me, it was like, you know, it, sometimes I think we, or I tend to exacerbate a problem simply by avoiding it. So. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Makes sense, it makes sense. Sometimes you like, I've, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. And I say that because I guess there's times when you're writing it, you kind of said huh did i really let myself and it's sad to say this like let myself get into the situation or did this really happen to me right and i think that's the hardest part because i believe that we all we go through life and you're like yeah like i, I know I'm, I'm i'm living a good life whatever it is whatever it is and you, and you know like throughout life you overcome a lot of uh, traumatic experience and so on and so forth. But then when you become an assault victim um, and then when you actually write it down, you're just like, why wasn't I, you start blaming yourself a little bit as in why wasn't I strong enough to get away from it? Why wasn't I strong enough to speak up about it? Um, why did I let it continue in some cases um, without doing anything? So hopefully again, your book touch base on that aspect of things. And it really looks at um, not looking at a person as a victim, but really one, acknowledging that it did happen. And two, finding the resources or finding the strength to become a survivor and overcomer in that aspect of things. Just a thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. And I like, I like to say survivor and like, I hate, I hate the word like victim. Um, but I, like, it's just like an easy word to end up using in this scenario. Mm -hmm. What's the hardest part of writing? Have you found so far? I don't like to say that any part of writing is hard. I like to say that it's all joyful. Um, I'm just, I have, um, I think, I think the hardest part about writing is having this whole big fucking story in my head, you know, and I've got it, man. I've got it. Ooh, it's all floating up there. And I get like agitated, literally trying to get it out. And then like frustrated with myself that I'm not like getting it out right or that I'm not, um, getting my words across the way that I intend to um but that's the joy of like you know re-examining what you wrote and doing it again and be like no no that's not what I meant like say it say it this way say it how you meant it you know mm -hmm. so which I, I'm glad you said that because my first thought was when you said just trying to use the right words 
on the paper. One, you really have to look at your audience. And at the same time, look for the words that fit your audience because you can't. If it's baits, if it's geared to someone that's like 13 to like, I guess, preteens, I guess, there's certain words you kind of want to admit. And that's what I was going to ask you. You have like a dictionary or the, the thorsis <laughs> like beside you. Um, when you're looking at things like, hey, let's find an easier way or simpler word to have people relate to, or you just keep it raw. I did actually have one section where I'm talking about um, transgender persons. And mm -hmm. um, since I am kind of, you know, it's based on true events. I had a point where I was struggling with, do I, you know, I do I write what actually occurred? Do I change what was said? Do I make it more, um, yeah, appealing to audiences? And what I ended up doing was just going to the internet and being like, what is the right way to say this? Mm -hmm. And I just kind of went there and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to say this the right way. I'm not going to say it how it happened. And yeah, I definitely have a thesaurus and a dictionary and I'm, I'm trying to go through, I know there's certain words that I overuse and I'm like, okay, we need to find a synonym for that baby. We can't keep using that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, my writing skills are like really, really bad, like so bad. And I tried, I, as I, as we mentioned earlier, I tried writing the book, uh, early last, well, mid last year. And it was just like, yeah, this makes sense. Let's throw this out there. I think everyone would love to read my thoughts or, or read what I have to say. And it really is. And then you look at it and you realize that there's so much people that have something similar to you or the similar thoughts or similar experience that you've, that you've gone through. Go ahead. Okay. So then I, cause I find myself stuck in that same mentality too. Mm -hmm. when I create, I'm like, well, what am I doing? It's not special. It's not original. Someone already did that, <laughs> you know? And um, Elizabeth Gilbert, I love her. She wrote E Pray Love. Um, she did a whole TED talk on this um, subject, but also I read her book about it. It's called Big Magic. And it's, I like to just kind of peruse it. I usually use that when I'm feeling like stalled out in my writing and it just kind of will, just like read that before I go to bed and it kind of gives me an influx of creativity. I, I find her to be inspiring. Um, but she says, you know, stop worrying about whether you're original or whether you're doing it, how, you know, did somebody else do it this way or someone else already said that, you know, look how many times Romeo and Juliet has been redone for crying out loud. Cinderella, all that, all that stuff has been done a hundred times. And to be tr truthful, nothing is really new. You know, I'm not really saying anything that someone hasn't heard before, but I'm saying it in my voice, with my style, with my rhythm, and anything that you write would be the same way. And that's like, we all have a story to tell. We all have our own voice and everyone is so unique and valid. And writing is a muscle and your first attempts are bound to be, you know, painful <laughs> painful exactly it's like the first time you go to the gym and you hate it and you barf or whatever and then you kind of keep going until you get yourself into the habit and that's just how writing is you know you just say i'm gonna do five minutes every day and like this is stupid and you do 10 minutes every day and like this is still stupid and then you just you start getting into a good groove and it becomes like anything yeah I, you're absolutely right on on that honestly i used to be an avid reader for the longest time in my life um, and I stopped reading. I don't know why I really stopped. I think I just decided there's, I'd rather spend my time doing other things. And just recently, I just got back into it. I'm just like, this is like, I'm struggling to go to like finish the page. But it's that 
if one, you have to find something that interests you. Totally. And um, talking about writing, uh, throw into it like books. Um, for the longest time, longest, longest time, everyone's like Tom Clancy. His books are amazing, so on and so forth. I it took me, I think almost seven years to finish one book from Tom Clancy. Hey. And I, okay. yeah, it was it was a struggle for me. Um, and it's the fact that just because an author can be great and everyone says they're great. If you have no interest in that subject at all, yeah. it's just, it's very hard to continue that book. And that's why it took me so long. I literally, um, I remember went to, down in Miami, I was reading the book on the plane and like, I started falling asleep. I'm like, okay, let me put this down. And when I got, uh, I had surgery last year, I dedicated at least like four days. I'm just like, I'm gonna finish this book. I do not care. And I struggled through it. I'm not a big fan of war and all this other stuff. And that's mainly what like that book I was reading about. But then I picked up, I love old school detective 1960s to 1980s, that era, um, that uh, Dick Tracy era with like the long trench coat and the hat. And like, I could like, and you have like the, the private eye um, room and there's like cigarettes and smokes and he goes and you hear like the, the jazz and all that stuff like that. Yeah. Give me one of those books. I'll read it like 50 times. I love it. Oh yeah. See, that's your style. Exactly. And 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 it's funny, like I, I could I love it. I love it. I love the details of it because as soon as I read it, I picture myself. I can literally feel myself in that era. I pick up a Tom Clancy book. I'm just like, I I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take you anywhere. That's okay. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, art is totally subjective. That's why it's that's why it's hard like when you're editing a novel to like get people to read it and people are like i'm sorry i'm like you know it's fine like everyone's busy also like it just might not be your style and that's like i'm not taking that personal like you know um have anyone read your blog if i'm not mistaken and like like how do you deal with criticism or have you ever received any criticism um in regards to your writing as of yet I haven't received that much criticism because I don't share my writing a lot. This, I've been hoarding my writing, essentially, <laughs> and so this is my foray into dispersal. Um, mm. I've had the blog up for about a year now, so um, my best friend, we've been friends since we were, like, children. I love her dearly. Uh, she did tell me, because... As I was like trying to frame, I kind of was just kind of putting stuff on the blog and I was like, I was helping me outline up, outline the book. And I was like sending her, I like, I don't send everybody stuff, but I was just kind of sending her things. And she's like, okay, don't take this the wrong way. But like, it, I don't know. And I was like, it's not done. Um, I, I think I always want to be open to whatever anyone says though, like especially negative feedback because they're my reader um so i always listen so i'm looking forward to more negative reviews so that i can <laughs> polish up my book before i print it <laughs> so that's my only concern and i'm glad you raised that up one if you receive a lot of negative reviews and then you mentioned you want to polish it at the same time would it lose its authentic key authenticity yes no i mean i don't think so because 
I'm kind, I'm kind of that way. I'm kind of bullheaded and I, I'm really not into doing what people tell me. So I don't, I don't think that anyone's criticism would change what I'm doing. I think more so I'm kind of letting people in to what I'm doing while I do it. I'm not, I'm not necessarily putting my book out there for people's help in printing it. I'm putting it out there so my um, sad mom brain can like organize it all, and I can be like, oh yeah, that does. Because even as I'm making the blog posts, you know, I what I what I previously had segmented as you know one to two chapters. I'm like, oh, you know, actually. That's that's perfectly fine for one chapter or, you know, hey, this actually needs to be spaced out a little differently. And so that's what I'm looking for, because I think that's essential to the reading um, experience is it is how you like you have a great story. But if you don't break up your chapters right, if you don't give the reader time to sit with what you're saying, it could just ruin it. Mm. I would I love to, like, write a 500 page book. And just have like one chapter. <laughs> I know. Well, that's kind of what I did to my friend. I, it wasn't 500 pages. It was about like 250 pages. And I was just mm -hmm. like, when I first like finished it and I was like, here you go. He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, I couldn't stop reading it. And so that's good. But the reason I think he couldn't stop reading it is because there were no chapters. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <awesome>. <laughs> That's all I want is this. I want to build one book, no chapters whatsoever. Just it's, I should name it like the chapterless book. Yeah. Like the perfect. Do it. See? Yeah. Yes. And people are like, what is this? I'm like, I don't know. Just read it, find out. You can't stop. There you go. <laughs> um, saying that, do you read like books yourself, like quite often? And do you get ideas of how the author is portraying um, different, I guess, storylines or different part? of a book and would you try and adapt that in your stories or do you just leave it the way it is i don't ever like take other writers stuff and put it into mine my all my writing is me mm -hmm. um i did like when i was like all right taking myself real serious like i'm a raw book a few years back i was just started really like because that's what um Someone has told me, someone had told me was like, you need to find your voice. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, I don't know. So I just started reading authors that I enjoyed and I, and I would be like, okay, I really like his voice and I'm gonna just read like everything he wrote and just like, and see, cause it's interesting. If you read a writer enough, you can kind of, you can hear the congruency and how they speak. Um, and I think that's important for consistency as readers. If they're going to keep coming back and reading your book, they want to feel like they're, you know, getting a similar experience. Mm -hmm. um, also, too, I, I read, I did read books about, I guess, similar, like, similar experiences to kind of see how other people had spoken about situations, just to give myself a little bit of, like... Um, for example, um, Dark Objects by uh, Gillian Flynn. I read that. Um, I it's it's a, a dark book, mm -hmm. but that like sometimes you need to read a nice dark book to give you a little bit of uh, context. That's true. Yep, yep. I agree with you on that one. So it's it's nice to, I guess, venture to different subjects and vary between like a nice light novel and then just go dark and then just you know a little medium movie you'll find it's it's yeah. nice to mix it up every now and then 
Yeah, I'm usually reading about um, five books at any one time, um, but, I, but like not all, all like all of them at the same time. And I was gonna say, cause you said you get bored sometimes. I have a very strict policy, like, cause you know, I think it's a mood thing. Like sometimes I just don't feel like reading a certain book and I'll just be like, no, goodbye. And I'll just, you know, pick up another book. So I'm not always reading like five books in tan like what's the right what's the word i'm looking for all together all together yeah i Thanks. guess <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um or in tandem yeah in tandem that's the I word I was like, no i was like what's the word <laughs> in tandem thank you correct that's the word um, um mention a few of guess of your favorite authors um what's your favorite book and who's your favorite author oh yeah i could tell you that right so this is my favorite book and this is my favorite author like i don't like to have a lot of favorites so i just like pick this is like nothing beats this so this has stuck for quite some time um and i have uh this is i haven't had the time to read this look how big this is oh i can't wait i started it but i I just like don't have quite the time to dedicate to that. That's my friend Laura. That's in my book. Oh, nice. nice. That's cute. Um, yeah. Uh, ha I'm gonna say Hanya Yana Gahara. Mm. Very. Is that like a, a series or just or the very? No, separate? no, they're not a series. Just separate. Look how big. But like, I, I think I got into. Um, this author because of because i want to write books like this i mm -hmm. want to write big books and i don't think my first one is going to maybe be that big um but something to aspire to for sure so ever so simple small book small font good to go <laughs> yeah yeah good to go. Exactly. yeah it's it's like when people say like oh you got to write like a thousand words or like you have to write a thousand page essay Perfect. Double space everything. <laughs> See, I was the opposite person. I always put too many words and my English teacher would be like, Alicia, take out half of these. What is this? And it wasn't because I was trying to make it longer. I'm just that guy. I just add, she's like, it's superfluous. You don't need all that word. You don't need those words. Like, oh, okay. Fine. My English teacher hated me, but that's okay. Cause I'm still going to print my book. There you go. So this Show is for all, all those kids that, you know, you don't need to be encouraged by anyone in high school. You're cool. <laughs> um, any closing comments or words in regards to being an, um, an author? Um, I, I guess I just want to, oh, wait. I just thought of something and I just okay. thought about just, and maybe you clarify this. Okay. When does a writer become an author or when does an author become a writer? Because someone told me, I don't know. I think I'm not going to call myself an author until I print the book for sure. Oh. I just call myself a writer for now. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. That works. Um, but I just, I guess I wanted to just close with maybe why I'm out here putting my mug on the internet even anyways. And thank you for um, having this podcast i really like that you're you know you were in your home you had surgery and you're just trying to like occupy your mind in a positive place and i think that's so great and people need to 
have a space to just talk unfiltered. So um, thank you. And I, I, I'm trying to do, I just, I want to do that same thing. I think there has been people along my journey that have encouraged me and I want to encourage others. And, and you know, whatever your creative endeavor is, it doesn't have to make you money. You don't have to be the best. And you just have to like doing it. I don't, you know, just create for the joy of creating.